around I finally see I think I need a change The rat race I wanna flee My world I'll rearrange I'm getting back to the roots Of how it's meant to be Growing gardens, picking fruit Racing livestock, living free Hello and welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. We are your hosts, Harold Thornbro and Rachel Jameson. <laughs> we're glad you're joining us today. Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, habits, goals, time management, building skills. You know, it's a few days before uh, New Year's when this is going to be released. And it just seems like the kind of topic that fits well that time of the year. And to be honest, I feel like it's an important thing to, to focus on once a year, at least, you know, I try to focus on it more than once a year, but you know, uh, new year's is a good time to reset. Why not? I mean, it, it, the whole world is resetting at that time. Everybody's thinking about it. So I don't think it's any different uh, just because we're homesteaders. I think we can use that, um, as a time to kind of reset our thinking on a few of these things. And I feel like it's important when it comes to homesteading. I, re I think it's important in our lives in general, but I think it's, it has, total application to homesteading. How do you feel about that, Rachel? Totally. I mean, I think we all spend time evaluating what we're doing. It doesn't matter if it's at New Year's or if it's at fall when your garden is closed down and you're thinking about next year. I think it's just, a, it's always a good time to reevaluate things, set goals, make yeah, habits, for do sure. things. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of the world focuses on breaking bad habits, but I feel like right. I focus more on setting good habits, you know, uh, than I do trying to break a bad one or something. I mean, I honestly, I don't feel like I have a ton of bad habits other than maybe a few too many hours watching TV or something. But other than that, uh, you know, I don't really have any really bad vices. I'm not a drinker or a smoker or anything like that. So, you know, but a lot of people do focus on that. This is the time of the year they really focus on that. But we're going to take the more positive side, I think, and talk yeah. more about developing good habits and setting good goals and trying to use our time right. properly and, and building skills, you know, setting yeah. that as some of our goals for the new year. But uh, before we jump into all that, what's going on in the homestead? Oh, well, we've been battling some crud. So um, lots of sleep the last few weeks, but yeah, I did harvest, was it yesterday or the day before? I think it was Saturday. I harvested my first harvest of leaf lettuce. Mm -hmm. So I've been harvesting some microgreens and my leaf lettuce finally got big enough to harvest. So I harvest yeah. some leaf lettuce for a chicken salad. That was yummy. And I'm, well, today I'm going to be working on canning broth and carrots. More canning. <laughs> More canning. That's my life. But my refrigerator, my downstairs, we have a sep we have an extra refrigerator and my extra refrigerator has been stuffed full of carrots since my carrot harvest. Yes. I finally have time to can them. And as All much right. as I'd like to keep them fresh, I have not figured out a way to keep them fresh in my climate. A lot of people will keep them in the ground, uh -huh. but, and I maybe could for a little bit, but our ground freeze is pretty deep here. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, you almost need a good root cellar. And like I um I seen one guy one time took a bunch of those and put them in sand 
and then put yeah, them in a I've seen that. I have cold basement it. or something like that, or like yeah, a non-heated my... basement or something like that. And yeah. I don't know though. I, I've never tried to keep them fresh tasting like that. But yeah, I remember that big old harvest of carrots you brought in. That was quite yeah. the bundle. Yeah. My <laughs> basement, unfortunately, isn't cold. It's where our wood stove is. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. actually pretty, pretty warm. Yeah. So. Well, the sickness has been going around our place too. I haven't caught it. I wouldn't say I felt a hundred percent, but I haven't felt too bad. But grandkids, I actually watched my granddaughter last week for my daughter because she couldn't go to uh, her preschool while she went to work. So I let her stay with me all week while I was at home. And and uh, so I didn't get much uh, as much done as I normally get done. But, you know, I did. Uh, I, I think for several weeks there, I kept saying, oh, yeah, I still haven't started my market greens. I still haven't started those. But about a week and a half ago, I actually did start those. I didn't mention it on the last episode, but I did start them. <laughs> And I grew them and I've already harvested some of them and ate them and they were great. And now I just got to keep them going all winter. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I need to start more leaf lettuce because I did it in a 10 20 tray. So I harvested like third of them and I should have started some right away. But like I said, we've had the crud. So yeah, probably yeah. that's on the list today to start another tray. Did harvest a little bit more lettuce from the greenhouse that's growing in pots. But something I've been harvesting quite a bit of, because it's the thing that's growing the absolute best in my aquaponic system, is cress. And I'm going to admit, I don't know that I've ever ate cress before. <laughs> I had the seeds, and I, don't know, I, I don't know that I'd ever planted them before. What and, does it taste um, like? It's, it's got a little bit of a, a spice to it, um, but it, it grows so good in the aquaponic system. It is totally consumed one of the uh the beds in there and it is just doing great uh, i mean it is a water kind of a water loving plant anyway a moisture loving plant and it is just blowing up some stuff i think i've got too much water the water rising up a little bit too high and it doesn't look it looks like it's actually struggling a little bit like some of the stuff needs maybe i need to lower the water levels a little bit and a couple of those uh, beds but i don't think the crest would care i think you could probably put it in pure water and it might take off i don't know it, and it's good i I started eating it put it in my salads and stuff and it, it's really good i, I like it a lot and it's how growing you were using it in salads, yeah i've been then? putting it a little bit in some salads and stuff and putting them on okay. some sandwiches and uh, kind of like i use microgreens in a way i've been kind of eating it like that but i really like it and honestly i'm thinking have i ever ate it before i just don't know that i have been uh, before this year so do you have it like on, I'm trying to picture how you're growing it in your aquaponics system. So is it like on the top of like your fish tank? No, it's, I have a ebb and flow beds that are above, okay. like I have the, the, the aquaponics in the bottom in the ground, actually it's down. I dug a hole, put a line or pond liner in there. The pump pumps it up into, I have three beds on a shelf above the, um uh, above the water, of course, and it pumps it up. And then those, it basically pumps and comes up to a certain level, then drains, and it only it only fills that up. Uh, it comes up just below the top of the grow medium, and it actually uh, does that every two hours. It runs for, okay. I think, only four minutes every two hours. I can't remember what I have it set on. I think that's what it is. So it's not a lot, but it holds. It stays wet pretty good for quite a while. I mean, as far as the the medium in there, it stays pretty moist for a while till it dries out, and then it hits it again. You know, every couple hours. So, what I need to do though is I have like a a standing pipe in there that basically sets the water level, and I cut that down once so the water wouldn't come up so high. And I think I need to cut, especially two of the beds. I think maybe they're a little uneven. I think they need to be down a little bit lower. So I just I think I've got too much the water coming up too high um, for okay. too long. Not so much too long, but too high in there, and it's getting to the top, and it's 
you know, it's kind of oversaturating the, the soil. And then I use soil. I either use the, uh, the little cups, the net cups, and okay. I put, um, you, you've seen those uh, pucks, like the soil pucks that like oh, when you yeah. get them wet, they yeah. swell. Uh-huh. I basically, I just shove one of those down in those net cups and I put a seed or two in there uh, or I use um, the uh, uh, rock wool, rock wool. I use rock wool in some places. I have both I'm using up there because I have a bunch of both. So I've been using that. Now I did actually sprinkle some seeds in there to see if some would take off. Um, because I've done that on my outdoor aquaponics setup on my IBC tank, and it actually worked. I just sprinkled stuff in there, and it worked good. And then I took some – I actually took a bunch of my elderberry cuttings and shoved in those beds to let them root, and they blew up. Like, they got wow. roots that are, like, five inches long already coming off the sides of the stems, and they're already budding and everything in there. So they're they're wow. uh, taking off, which I almost didn't want them to take off that quick. I didn't think they would, but they did. Um, so now they're going to have to let them grow in there or – plant them in a pot or something because they can't just stay in the aquaponic system but right. i that's going to be well, a really good setup you know for rooting address. things yeah I, <laughs> did so, you get your uh, so, i sent you some did you put them in a pot i did okay did. good they're outside freezing <laughs> yeah freezing they're dormant so they should be fine yeah they should be they should just take off come spring i would think i hope um, so you get them in the ground as soon as so the ground falls basically with the crest they basically kind of like like the side of a riverbed is kind of yeah, I think watercress. I think there's some different kinds of cress. Like there's okay. watercress. This is a garden. I think they called it garden cress. I think so. I think it's a but little it different. Really being but really it still likes wet. moisture. Yeah, I don't okay. know that it would like being in water necessarily completely, but right. it definitely like it definitely is growing is. really well in the aquaponics. Like it's that's cool. Yeah, like I accidentally put. Well, I didn't accidentally. I did it on purpose, but I didn't think it would take off like I did. I put mint in a. <laughs> in a uh, oh, uh, I, I, you know, in a uh, aquaponics bed one time, and it completely took it over. That's kind of what Cress is doing. I mean, but I don't think it's going to have the negative effects that mint has. But yeah, it's doing great, and it's delicious. I love it, <laughs> so I don't mind. Yes. It can take over that bed if it wants. That's totally fine. So yeah, it's doing really well. So I'm eating a lot of that from the the aquaponics system. So that's kind of my week in a nutshell. Not a lot going on, but. A little bit. Yeah, of, mine's been pretty slow too. Lots. Yeah, of, uh, and and I've been really busy at work because before and, Christmas. So yeah, it's yeah, yeah. This comes out. This episode comes out after Christmas, but we're yeah. actually recording it the week of Christmas. So there's a lot going on. So yeah. Um. Well, that brings us to our topic: habits, goals, time management, building skills, all these things. <laughs> and it sounds like a big topic. It kind of is a big topic. Yeah. Um. I I feel like it's an important thing. I've always done it. Uh, my entire life, basically, ever in my entire adult life, it's always been something I've put a lot of focus on developing some habits, um, even breaking habits. You know, if I had some bad habits at the time, I tried to knock those out. Uh, but I've read a lot of books on habit building. And one of them that there's really two that I want to talk about today, but one that's been around for many, many years. And I would say a lot of people in this audience have probably read it. I think yeah. a lot of schools probably cover it. You know, I know. In college, you'll probably definitely use it mm-hmm. at some point or another. And it's called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. And it's a great book. It's a great book. I've read it. I would say I've read it a dozen times over the years. Oh, wow. <laughs> I have. I've, I routinely go back to it. And it's just a really, really good book. And he lays out seven habits in there that, you know, he, they've done the research. And these are habits that highly successful people develop in their lives on average. This, these are ones that seem to be things that people develop. And 
you know, I, I don't think you have to be a, a necessarily a business person or anything because it is kind of built around that, you know, successful business people, you know, kind of things. But I think just for the common everyday per person, these habits make That's sense fair. and they're things you can develop in your life. But I think they're, they're habits that every single person can use in your career, in your just daily lives, your family life, everything. I mean, it has application for all kinds of things. So I thought my, what we might do is first, maybe just kind of go over those habits, just briefly what they are in the book, kind of just briefly. And then we can just kind of talk about a few of the, the things like setting goals, time management, skill building. Cause I think a lot of those things actually apply in these habits uh, or they, they, some of the applications for those are laid out in these habits a little bit. So we'll talk about those in right. more detail. But the first book, though, I was going to mention was uh, actually called Atomic Habits. And that's one I just read in the last probably year, I think. Um, I don't even think it's that old of a book, maybe a couple years old. And that one's by, um, let me scroll down to my bottom of my notes here. Uh, James Clear is the guy's name. Atomic Habits, an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. And um, there's a lot, it has a really scientific approach too of, of for building habits. And they just done a lot of uh, experimenting and things and what it takes to build a habit. And they actually laid out that to form a new habit, it actually takes 66 days. Now, I used to hear that was a lot less than that. I used to hear like 30 days back in the day, but they actually done the research and say, you know, you want to routinely do something for 66 days to really establish it as a habit or as a broken habit in your life. Um, so that's quite a bit longer than what I used to be, what you used to be told. I would agree with that. I 30 days personally for me is not enough. I need longer time than that to yeah. develop a habit. Yeah. So a couple yeah. months of, of yeah. doing something routinely to make it a habit. Um, and I, I find that to be true on some things. Uh, I'm a, I'm a person of routine and I find that if I don't have things in a certain order, when I'm doing a certain thing, it throws me completely off. And if I want to change that routine, I have to and now it doesn't take 66 days for me to change a routine. It usually only takes, well, I'll say this. If it's a routine that I'm doing several times a day, like I will set a routine. Like it may take 66 times doing right. that routine before I change the routine. Like it sounds so weird, but like put gloves in a certain place. Like I'll walk into a thing and I have a set of gloves right there that I use for that thing. But I decided, hey, I don't want my gloves there i want them over here because i want this is better I, that sounds like such a little thing but these are the kind of things i think about when i'm setting up a routine like putting a thing in a certain place i have to make sure i put it there time and time and time and consciously think about it and it probably is like 66 times before i will just start automatically going there grabbing that thing doing it putting it back in that place and that's how it is for me i just i do things in routine like that yeah, and I'm the same way. And yeah. you sound, I know it seems stupid, but for me, it was keys. For years, I would mm -hmm. lose my keys. Yeah, Years, I would lose my keys. And it was super frustrating to me, oh, very frustrating to my husband. <laughs> and, um, but it's, and it seems like such a small, trivial thing, but I would spend so much time yeah. looking for them and then it would kind of ruin your day. Yeah. And now I have, it took me a while to develop this habit, but when I come in the door, I have a bowl that I put my keys in every time, every and, time I come in the door. And if you think that doesn't have an effect on your time management, 
you think about all the time you're looking for a certain thing. So you have several routines in your life set up. You know, we could talk about this more in the, on the, when we get to the actual setting up right. time management, but routines are, you know, big. And to set up routines yeah. is a really a forming a habit is what it is. Right. And it messes with you mentally when you're, you're in a hurry to get somewhere and you can't find your keys. It just kind of sets the day off on the wrong foot. And I'm like that. Which is what happened to me routinely. And it was my own fault. I would put them in my key in my pocket and I would wear a different jacket or I would put them in my purse and I couldn't find them or I would set them down somewhere else. And now I've been really purposeful where I come in and I put them in that bowl and it took me a while. Yeah. And um, it just is so much smoother because when I go to leave, they're just right there. You probably had to do it 66 times before it was routine. Probably. (laughs) So maybe 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 more, more. (laughs) maybe more. So, yeah, again, I I, I actually think that's probably pretty accurate. I think you have to do something routinely for 66 days or 66 times or whatever before it starts forming a routine, a habit Mm -hmm. and doing it. Um, But anyway, I just thought throwing that in there before we actually start breaking down these seven habits that are mentioned in another book. Like I said, that actually came from the, the atomic habits book. And I agree with it, which is a great book. It, it, we'll, we can talk about that in a little bit, but I, I think it's a great book to read. I think both of these are great books. If you're wanting to build more habits in your life. Um, habit one that's mentioned in the seven habits of highly effective people is be proactive. That basically means making things happen rather than waiting for things to happen, being proactive rather than reactive to everything. Um, That's a big deal because you're always playing catch up when you're reactive. You're always um, kind of behind the mark and things are, it's more of acting in a sense of urgency than planning. And it it just changes your outlook on things when you're Mm -hmm. being proactive versus reactive. Uh, So I think it's a great habit to establish. Um, you added some notes to that uh, also yeah. in our notes. One of my, uh, one of the enemies for me being proactive is overthinking, over planning and perfection. Mm-hmm. And um, it doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to start. And, yeah. You, you can yeah. be proactive yeah. without being those things. You, it's just, yeah, yeah, it might be your personality to be those things, but you, mm-hmm. it might take some practice, but it's just putting it down and working towards it. Yeah, rather just, than doing your work because of something that happened, you know, yeah. and it's not to say you can't, there's just going to be some things you are going to be reactive to because things happen, right, yeah. but yeah. you can definitely structure your life to where you're more preactive than reactive. In yeah. Your the more you structure your life to thinking ahead and trying to be proactive yeah. when those times come where you can't be, and you have to be reactive. It, I believe at least in my own life, it's made things a little bit less stressful. Yeah. Let's just put it in in a gardening or homesteading uh, scenario. Let's say, you know, you can be proactive about weed control rather than yes. reactive about weed control, which means you're doing things to prevent weeds, like, say, densely growing crops, maybe uh, cover crops. I mean, just there's a ton of stuff. We, we won't go over all the things, but there are things you right. can do to be proactive <laughs> about weeds or you can spend all your time out there pulling weeds after they've grown. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it's just planning. You know, it's everything uh, 
is about planning, you know, and, and you can save a lot of time. You can actually change your perspective a lot just by being proactive. So I think it's a good habit to develop for sure. For sure. Yeah. And it has absolutely has homesteading application for sure on everything. Yeah. In so many ways. Yeah. So many ways. Um, uh, the second habit that's mentioned in that book is uh, begin with the end in mind. And this is have a plan. Now, this is goal setting, I think, mostly. Um, this is knowing what your goal is. Where are you going with this? Um, and I guess we can jump on down. Let's just go ahead and let's go on down to our setting goals section and we'll come back up. Because for me, goals are divided into a few categories. I see you added another one on there, but I'll explain why I didn't put that one on there. Actually, yeah. for me, those categories are spiritual, health, financial, career, learning, family, and social. You added homesteading, uh, homestead goals. But for me, several of these goals in here contain homesteading. Okay. Um, of course, health, I homestead for better health. Financial, I'm saving money by growing my own food. Right. Uh, you know, career, obviously, I would love to, you know, be making more money from being a homesteader, you know, and right. eventually maybe making that my total career. Um, learning, a lot of my learning is around homesteading. You know, I'm, I'm learning new skills, I'm educating myself on things. It even has, it even has family and social uh, aspects on home for homesteading. So that's why I didn't actually separate that as one thing because homesteading plays a part in most of those, those things. I would even say spiritual too, even on the homesteading part. It has a spiritual aspect for me. I am a Christian. So, I mean, it's not, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, uh, idolizing or, or right. anything in my homestead, but it definitely has a spiritual aspect to it. Um, so yeah, those are goals. I divide my goals into those areas every year. Uh, and I know some people are interested in this at all, but every year I set a goal to read through my Bible every year, you know, so I have a Bible reading schedule. And so I plan that out every year. I think I'm going to, um, have health goals. So I might, try to change up my diet. I say, I'm going to lay off sugar a little bit more this year. I'm going to, you know, eat a little differently or whatever. And I, and I try to stick with that through the whole year. Of course I have financial goals. I might try to up my savings or I might try to, you know, get more into like cryptocurrency. Or, I mean, I set goals in, in financial areas that I try to change that up and make that a little bit better every year. Uh, of course, career, uh, you know, I, I actually changed jobs this last year because I thought, you know, I set a goal. Yeah. You know, I wanted to, you know, follow my career in a way that would actually fit my life better. So you make, you right. may make some changes yeah. there. I am an avid reader, so I'm always learning, you know, so I just, I have a goal to always be learning always. And of course, I always want to be drawing near to my family, doing, spending more time with family. Something I'm bad at is social. You know, I want to be more social with people. I want to get out more and spend more time, quality time with friends, you know, and things and, and doing things with people. So yeah, those are goals for me. I don't know about you. I mean, are these kind of the categories you fall into as well? Yeah, I would say that I'm really, it's probably exactly that way. I can't think of anything I would add to it or take away from it. I mean, I, I would actually a lot like of to, time thinking about it. Yeah. So I, I would like to take credit for that, but it's actually a Dave Ramsey layout plan of ah, goals. I've actually go. got that from him years ago. You know, he kind of lays it out. I mean, it's not something I, I would say I've always kind of pursued those, but he put it in words and said, here, this is how it is. And so, I mean, I got it from him actually. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just, it's designing your life the way that you want it. And I think mm -hmm. that if you don't set those goals, you're not going to attain the design you like. Now we may never attain the design we like, but we certainly won't ever if we don't set goals. Yeah. It brings so, us to the next point. Yeah. I mean, um, why should you set goals? I mean, because 
otherwise you're just kind of shooting at the dark. Oh, I want to do this because other people are doing it, or I want to do it because I think it's, is there, a, is there an, an end to this? I mean, is there something you're yeah. trying to accomplish that this goal is helping you accomplish that you shared a video on I Facebook did. the other day. And it made me, when I was writing this out in the notes, it made me think of that video and I'll have a link in the show notes to that video. Cause you I should go watch video. it. It, almost, yeah. it. It like brings a tear to your eye. It was, it was good. And it's the video is, I'll kind of try to describe it a little bit unless you want to, do you want to? I can try to describe it. Yeah. I try so, to describe it. It's an older gentleman. Obviously he, he looks like a grandpa and uh-huh. um, he all of the neighbors are watching him somehow through, I don't know if they're watching him like he's in the garage or something like that. It looks he, like they're judging him. Actually. Yeah. And they're like <laughs> judging him. And he brings out this kettlebell and which a kettlebell is basically a weight. If you don't know what that is, he brings out some weights and he's trying to do some motions. And at first you, when he starts, he can like barely lift this thing and it's yeah. a lot of work and people just like the neighbors are walking by and they think he's crazy. And we're talking like, like a, what? Man, like doing? upper 70s. This is oh, an yeah. old man. He's yeah. definitely an older gentleman. And um, they're like, what is he doing? But he slowly does this every day. And the video kind of shows you him him improving. And then um, and then Christmas comes around. And they're at the they're at the family Christmas. And this grandpa that had been working out. And the motion that he does this bell yeah. in is the like, motion, what's yeah. the motion's kind of different. It's up it and out, different. up yeah. and out. And, and yeah, and, yeah. And he can't figure it out. Like, why is he doing it that way? That looks really uncomfortable. What's the deal? So they're sitting around or they're, you come to the Christmas time and they're decorating the tree and this little girl, which is probably his granddaughter, Pat is, you know, walks up to him and he picks her up. And he, he gives her, her the gift. That. He gives her the gift of the of the star for the tree. Yeah. yeah. And his whole goal in all this was yeah. to be able to pick her up, extend her out, so she could yep. put the star on the tree. And that was the exact motion he was doing with that kettlebell, was picking up yep. and going out, so he yep. could lift his granddaughter up to put the star on the tree. Yep. And it's it was super it, inspiring. It was a really good. Oh, like I said, I'll have the link in the show notes to it. I found it on YouTube, yeah. so you can go check it out. But it. And it again, he had a goal. He had a yeah. he had a vision of something he wanted to accomplish. Right. And he and worked, for, he set a habit of picking up this bell every day and doing this thing till he could reach that goal. And yeah. I thought that was so relevant to what we were talking about here. That, it is. And because yeah. not all of our goals are going to be like for uh, you and I, at least for me, I'm going to speak for myself. For me, my health goal, I mean, yeah, I would like to look nice, but for me, it's more like his. I want to be able to keep up with my grandkids. (laughs) I want to feel good. I want to feel good. I want to be able to participate in life Mm -hmm. as long as I possibly can. And and we know that sitting around on the couch doesn't do that. Yeah. So. Exactly. Exactly. And and obviously it took him a long time. He didn't just wake up the week before Christmas and decide he was going to do that. Yeah, he's doing this. He started this like, you know, oh, summertime, you know, it's warm. He's yeah. outside doing it all summer long and he's out working. He's so months yeah. of and this. Yeah, all the neighbors are giving him the stink like, eye. Like, why are you doing this? Yeah. And he yeah. wanted to be fit enough to accomplish this goal. And I just think that's right. That's exactly what I'm talking about here. You know, have a goal. And I think it's yeah. important to write down some goals, write down the things yeah. you want to accomplish and then think, okay, what will it take to accomplish that goal? 
do I have to do this every day or this every week or whatever? And to eventually get to that goal, you know, I, I set a goal for like blogging one time and I wanted to like, like, like three blog posts a week and put them on my blog and do that for a whole year. And, and I did that, you know, and you can set goals like that. And, and, and I had an end goal in mind because I wanted to have this much traffic on my site at this time in a year. And you can do that and you can just set goals and accomplish things. And I, th- I do it all the time on the, on the homestead. You know, it's like, I want to grow this much food. What's it going to take to grow this much of this plant and have these many quart jars of this in my pantry right. at the end of the year? Yeah. Okay. What's it going to take to do that? Yeah, Set some habits. Okay. I got to figure out how much land I got to know how many, you know, how many square feet I need for that. I need to know what I need to plant. I need to know what I got to do to tend to it. I mean, and yeah. that's a habit. I mean, you're going to have to tend that garden. You're going to have to do that. I mean, it's something you're going to have to establish. Um, you know, getting up and just doing certain things every day to make a certain thing happen and write down your goals. What do you want to accomplish one year from now? What do you want to accomplish six months from now? What do you want to accomplish five years from now? You know, and what will it take to do that? Maybe it's going to, maybe you're going to have to put $50 a week in a bank account to be at a certain place in, you know, five years. So you can invest in a, you know, in something that you're wanting to purchase for your homestead or even towards a homestead, whatever. You know, think ahead like that and set goals and then develop the habits that'll make that happen. Yeah. Slow and steady wins the race there. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I know for myself, I don't know for myself lately, I've been struggling with eating some um, things I shouldn't be eating. And um, (laughs) that's a long list for you. (laughs) Yeah. And setting, setting myself up to win. And I had been mentally just trying to force myself to do things and um and I was struggling with it so this so this week I downloaded an app so that I can actually food track my food so that I could reach my goal without that app I would I just wasn't doing it I kept thinking I would do it and kept thinking I would do it and now with the app I'm forced to and I set up reminders on it I'm forced to keep track of my my food intake and what I'm mm-hmm. eating. And <clears throat> for me, it's about health for me. Um, I know some of it can be about weight, which can be for health for people. But for me, it's about health. I've struggled with my blood sugar for years and um, I've been eating too many carbs and it's just not healthy for me. So right. I had to set myself up to win. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, some people can use an app for that. And you found a yep. good app that works. Some people love to just write it down in a journal. There's there, yep, you know, we exactly. put a, I think we put a couple links in the show notes to a couple look like decent journals for keeping mm-hmm. track of habits, keeping track of what your daily accomplishments are, your goals are, you know, and trying to reach those, uh, those, those goals. I think it's a great way to do it. I'm more, I actually, when it comes to something like that, I have to write things down. Um, now I don't write them down on paper. I actually, here, I'll show you because you can see it. We're on video, but you see this little, um, I have a whole page on my phone that's a big, long post-it note. And every day I write things down in there for my, like, you know, my goals for the day, goals, goals for the, for the week, day. goals for the month. And then I have little tasks under each one to accomplish those uh, those goals in a note, in a notepad on my phone. Because the phone is just more easily accessible than a notepad sometimes paper and pen sometimes so yeah, and it's always it's with really, me so it's fine it's interesting that you say that because when it comes to notes i actually do better if it's a physical note and I yeah can some people do for to-do lists but for some reason with this with some things i do better with an app 
Yeah. And, and I think you just have to play around with it and figure out what works for you. You do what's best for you. Whatever will yep. help you accomplish that, you do it. Some people actually want a like a planner, journal, yep. something they can write every day the tasks in and have like, you know, all their goals. And and that's great. If it works for you, do that because that's what's important. It doesn't matter how you do it. Just figure out what yep. works for you. Try something for a while. Dedicate a little time to it because, again, it's almost a habit. You have to develop right. a habit of using one of these tools, you know, um, like a journal, like an app, like a notepad or whatever. It's a habit that you have to develop, you know, even to to get to where you can try to develop habits, right? I mean, it's one you have yeah. to, to work on first, getting used to using something like that. So, yeah, find one that works for you and use it. So that's kind of, you know, that's the... That's the habit number two in the uh, yeah. in the the seven habits of highly effective people. But it don't end there. He goes on many other things here. Uh, habit three that he talks about: put first things first, which mm -hmm. means work first, then play. Yeah, really important because it's really easy to get wrapped up in the leisure activities and not get your work done. And I, it, this is horrible. But my entire life, I have been a person. And this is, like I said, I do not recommend this for most people. This is not how most people should function. But I'm a person that works best under the gun. Like when it's like when it's urgent, I get things done. But when it's not, I tend to put them off. And that's horrible. You're a procrastinator. I am a procrastinator, and never do never do today what can be put off till tomorrow. <laughs> um, I'm I'm horrible, and and my youngest daughter the same way. I remember she was going through college, and like she'd be up till three o'clock in the morning writing a paper that was due the next day that she knew about for three weeks. You know, it was just you know I'm the same way. I, I but I do get things done like that. It's like I figure out exactly how much time I have to I need to get it done. And then I get it done and I hyper-focus on it and I make it happen. That is not how most people function. So most people do have to put getting the work done first, then leisure. I'm kind of the opposite. I will do the leisure to do the work. <laughs> I can be like that if it's a project I really don't want to do. I will procrastinate and then yeah. hammer it out. But I try hard not to because I realize that that stresses me out. <laughs> yeah. Now, when I actually have a busy day and I have a to-do list, which I do quite often, I do put the things that I don't like the most first, not even the most important things, the things I don't want to do the most first, because I, I, I get them done. I get them out of the way. And and so that's how I kind of do it in the book. That is not what they suggest. It's put the most important things first and then, you know, put leisure off to the end. Of course, right. um, I, I don't do that perfectly. <laughs> But again, I think you have to do you, you know, and everybody's different. And I know after 50 years on this planet, I kind of know how I function and that's just how I function. I can't help it. You know, it's just the way I do things. I feel and, the same way. Like I, so I don't know if you've heard the term and I don't think I can explain it because my mind is like, doesn't always have the best memory, but it's eat the frog. And yeah, I, I heard that. Yeah, I heard, yeah, that I heard the term yeah. "eat the frog." I do. I'm not just like you. It can be the most menial task that doesn't really take that much time, but if I don't want to do it, jump in and do. I it. do better if I just do that first. Yep. It, it just I do better if I just eat my frogs first. Yep. And then go on. And once I do that, I usually can just hammer out my list. Well, once me, I'm like a 
I'm like a rolling stone, man. You get me rolling, I'm moving, you know, but yep. it takes a little bit to, you know, it's like got to nudge me up off the couch. <laughs> That's right. why I think so much of the time I am procrastinating and I, and then when it's like, it's half to time, it forces me to get up and get rolling. And then I'm full blast. You know, I don't stop until all the things are done, all the things, yeah. but I generally will knock those things I yeah. just hate doing I mean, the most out. We're first. all different. We're all different. Yeah. One of my kids did, always did better. Like, like you're saying you are, you're the rolling stone. Once it gets going, it's going. One of my kids always did better if they did a few things and then had a reward and then mm-hmm. did a few things and had a yeah. reward. Yeah. I think you just have to learn figure out who you are for you yeah and learn if you're homesteading with kids or a spouse you have to learn what works for them and set the goals appropriately for that yeah yeah and it does it will affect time management i think we we could go into time management here um i think it's probably a good time to talk about that because when you set your priorities of how you're going to do things, it's going to affect your time. We talked about earlier, you know, how I like to set up routines that help mm-hmm. me save time. Like if I can't find a tool, I spend more time sometimes looking for tools. But if I'll set up a routine where that tool's always in that place and I always put it back in that place, right. saves me a ton of time the next time I go to do that. Or when I'm going to feed some animals or whatever, if I, I know the scoops here and I know the whatever buckets there and I, everything's in its place. It just saves me so much time. And so I have to set up these routines, you know, and it's just a part of my time management. But beyond that, um, like things like this, like doing a podcast or interviews or whatever. I mean, I have to use a calendar for everything. I I set up, I use Google calendar because it's just like, I live by it. You know, it's like, I set up everything. You could do it on a physical calendar or digital calendar. I use a digital, but I see people that get the book out and write it in a physical book. My wife's like that. She has to have the, she has to have the book, you know? Yeah. That's, that's my wife. She has to put everything in a book and look at it every day. I'm more like, look at my phone, look at my Google calendar, you know, have reminders pop up. Cause I, you know, I'm bad about remembering mm-hmm. things. Um, but that's how I kind of do that. I just set up yeah. things in a calendar, you know, and I schedule things and then I have reminders <laughs> three times before that pop up and remind me to do those things <laughs> maybe harold is adhd <laughs> yeah i've got some problems i held up for those of you in the audience i held up my calendar to harold when we were talking i because i have a physical calendar i and yeah. he can attest because he made a google calendar for this podcast <laughs> and i'm not very good about <laughs> contributing to it that's fine um, that's fine i am so for some reason I do really well with a paper calendar. It's just, it's how my brain works. people do that. So I have a paper calendar. The other reason I don't use, and it's going to sound horrible, but one of the reasons I also don't use the um, calendar on my phone is I'm a people pleaser and Mm. I will always say yes. But if I don't have a calendar, I can say, let me check my calendar. Yeah. The the reason... I like a digital calendar more than a physical calendar is I like writing things down, but my physical calendar won't yell at me and tell me, Hey, <laughs> dummy, look right, at this yeah. where my digital calendar will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some people so, need that reminder. Yeah. It has, it'll yell at me and say, Hey, 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 you need to look at your calendar, you know, but yeah, yeah like I said, I, I won't remember to go look at the calendar to see what I have going on, you know? So yeah, if you, if you've got a good habit of going and opening up that maybe once or twice a day and seeing what's on the schedule, yeah, it'll work great for you. I I, I don't do well with that. Um, 
So, yeah. So I, I like to prioritize my daily tasks the night before. Do you do Same. that? I write out yes. a list and I'll even set things up. Like I'll get, if I know I got to work on the computer, I'll go ahead and set the computer up and I'll get a page opened up that I got to work on. I might set some stuff, a notepad beside it, have it all ready. Then I'll go to bed. And then when yeah. I wake up, I grab a cup of coffee and I go straight at it, you know, and, and I do that with things. And I, and I always have a list of my, what I'm going to do first, second, third. And I make yep. that the night before Same. every night I do that. And I've done that for years. It's just, it's how I get things done. I and yeah, use, yep. there'll be things that'll pop in and disrupt that sometimes and you just deal with it. Um, right. but you know, I need that. I feel like I need that every day. I do so much better if I do that because, mm -hmm. um, especially if I sit down and think about it, because for example, when you're in the kitchen and you're making a mess, it makes sense to just completely make the mess and then clean it up. So I always put those tasks together or, um, you know, I just do that. Even with my errands, I plan it out. So I make a big loop instead of going back and forth and back and forth places. And yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Now you mentioned a minute ago that you're, you're a people pleaser. That's why you use a paper calendar. Yeah. So you do, you hate to say no to things and you find yourself I'm saying bad. yes. But I think. I think if something doesn't excite you to say yes, you have to consider saying no. Like, I, I think there's some things that are, I mean, are yeah. hard yes. Like, yes, I need to do this. And uh, right. sometimes I'm tempted to say no to things, but I need to say yes to them because they're a great opportunity. But then I also know uh -huh. it's going to be a lot of work, but, you know, and I put it, I might say no, but I've tried to say yes to good opportunities more than I used to. Yeah. Used to, I would just say, I can't do that. I can't do that. And now I say yes a lot more than I say no. But I still think there are some things you just have to say no to. And yes. you have to examine that. You, you have to consider no a lot. You know, you right. have to say it. And it will save you time because what was, how, how have I heard it put? I think even maybe, I don't know if Stephen Covey that says it in his book. One of them says it in one of these books I'm talking about. They say, they say so you can, you can make it efficient and prioritize it and make it efficient, but that will still cost you more time than saying no. To something you shouldn't be doing. So just say no. If it's something you really don't feel like you should be doing, just say no. Now, sometimes you might feel like that makes you a bad person. You know, like I'm not putting in, I'm not helping. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. You said no to me last week. We, we were going to record a Patreon episode. I did. But I can't make it. I felt, and I felt guilty. I knew you did. I, like, I knew I you did. But I also know you have a lot going on and you don't need to feel bad about that because well, you know what? Yeah. That's great. That's fine. You say no, because there's just sometimes you have to say no to things right. because you, there's a, there's an aspect of self-care. There's priorities in your own life. There's a lot of reasons you need right. to say no. And yeah. I and know audience, you enough to I know am, that if yeah. you said no, that it you had to say no, you know, yeah. and you shouldn't always just have to say no. Sometimes you should say no just because yeah. you want to say no, you know, right. and that's fine too. And, yeah. um, I think that's great. I, I I have said no to several things. You know, I've been, I have a, I'm notorious about overextending myself Same. and I have tried the last couple of years to not do that. And I've tried to yes. just, you know, not say yes to every little, and I love to help people. I love to do things, but sometimes mm -hmm. I, what, what I found though, is instead of saying no, I'm just like, well, can I do this instead? And maybe something that I feel like I can do that's not going to put as many time constraints on me. And I give an option. Well, I can't do that, but could I do this for you? And and it's it's a way of 
saying yes, but differently, you know, right. Uh, that might fit your schedule, fit your life better. So I find that you might have to do that. You know, it just, it, it, again, this will save you time. It's part of time management. Now, if you want to, you can go back and look at a whole episode I did one time and I, I put a link to it in the show notes about how to homestead when you don't have time to homestead. And I talk about automating and I talk about prioritizing. I talk about a whole bunch of time management things in there for homesteading about how to homestead when you don't have time to homestead. Because when I, when I did that episode, I was working 70 plus hours a week and I was homesteading a lot. I mean, I was doing a lot of stuff on this homestead and making time for family and, you know, grandkids and all the things. And like I said, working a 70 plus hour a week job. I don't work 70 hour a week job now. Um, I work 40 hours a week, but I still have to, you know, prioritize a lot. But even then it was more so. So I was doing a lot of things that some people say, I don't have time for that, which brings me to the next thing. And this is something Rachel disagrees with me on, which I love. Yeah. We get some controversy here. There's a statement I love and it's, if it's important to you, you'll find the time. If it's not, you'll find an excuse. Rachel tells me she kind of hates that saying. I do. I, why do you hate that saying, I don't know saying, if Rachel? I can articulate why I hate it, but <laughs> one of the reasons I hate it is going back to what we just talked about is sometimes you need to say no. And this saying is often used to guilt somebody into doing something. And that bothers me because... Well, Yes, it's something yeah, can be really you. important to you, but sometimes you still have to say no, for example, for health reasons, for you just can't do it all. You cannot fit it all in. And I've seen people use this, use this saying to guilt people or guilt themselves into unhealthy commitments. You're, you're looking at it. I, I see why stress. you say that, because you're looking at yeah. it more from the micro level where I'm looking at it for the macro level. I'm right. talking when I'm thinking about it, is I'm talking about big life things like I want to be a homesteader, but I don't have time to be a homesteader. Right. Yeah. I want to I, I want to accomplish this thing that's just going to be a life changer for me, but I don't have time to do that. Then it's okay. not important yeah. to you. It's not right. the most, it's not the most important thing to you, obviously, because you're saying I can't make the time to do that. And the reason I think it's an applicable statement for most people, and I'm going to say, I think it could be abused. You're right. I think it could right, be yeah. used in the wrong way. I think it can mean the wrong thing to the wrong person. But the reason I, I think it applies to most people is because the same people that will tell you they don't have time for this thing that could be a major impact on their life. The most people that say that will spend 25 hours a week watching TV. Right. But, but and, they and, say, I don't yeah. have the time to do this thing that might cost them 10 hours a week. Yeah. And I get what you're, I get what you're saying there. And I get, and I get what you're saying. I too. agree <laughs> with you. And I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, there's time. Certain people will always find excuses to not yeah. do things yeah. and then complain about it. Yeah. They're, they're right. just, yeah. it depends on how you use the statement. It's a true statement or it can be, yes. a, it can be used well, in a bad I've way. Had this statement yeah. used against me honestly when somebody I've was used upset it. with me for using my no i've had I've, somebody i've used it me. on myself many times yeah yeah <laughs> if this was important to you you'd find the time to do it and and i you know what if it is important to me i because i i went through that you know it's like oh i want to do this but and then i've smacked myself in the face and go no 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 if it's important you're going to do this you know <laughs> i'm not right. really that not really that hard on myself but i i i have 
I do think like that about things, you know, it's like, okay, oh, yeah. what can I cut out of my life that I say don't need to be there, but yet I keep it there in lieu of this thing that I think would be an important change in my life. And I do, I try to cut down on the TV watching or just leisure time on Facebook or, you know, I mean, I know people that spend five hours a day on Facebook, you know? Yeah. I, I've often thought, man, I wish I had back in my life every hour I've wasted watching <laughs> senseless TV, just nonsense on TV. Yeah. yeah. I'm not against watch. I love a good movie. You know, I, I I enjoy a good movie or a good documentary even, or even I spend a lot of time watching YouTube. Generally, that's more educational, but not mm -hmm. always. Um, right. I mean, I've, I've Went down the the cat video path a time or two in my life, you know. I'm not, I'm not going to deny it, uh, but I'm just saying, you know, there's there's I, to have back every hour I've wasted watching stupid stuff on TV that didn't change my life for the better in any way. What could I, I mean? It, it I I do a lot of reading of the people from the past, and I mm -hmm. think, wow, how did they get so much done? And I go, they oh, because they didn't have a TV yeah. in their living room. No That's TV, probably no part cell of it. phone, no right. Facebook. They didn't have a lot of the things that pull us away from meaning from these tasks that really mean something. You know, they were able to to write books and and you know to accomplish a lot of work because they weren't wasting a lot of time doing things that didn't matter. You know, right. and we've become yeah. a you know not everybody, uh, but uh, you know most people. I think we become a people who uh, prioritize leisure. Yeah, I've I've said the same thing to myself. I don't say it this thing to myself, but what I'll say to myself is um I don't have time for it and then I'll catch myself and say, "Oh, <laughs> but you do. Yeah. You just need to have your priorities a little bit better than they are right yeah. now." And and I, you know, I'll remind myself, "But you spent this you wasted time here." Mm -hmm. Which would provide time to do this here. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, we could all do. I think 99.9% .9 of us out there could do better with yeah. our time management and knocking out some things that aren't making our life better in any way, shape or form to make way for some things that actually will do that, you know, yeah. make, make a better life for us or those around us. And, and I think we could all do that. I know I can yeah. do it better. I know there's things I can, I could do, you know, there's things I can cut out. There's things I can prioritize exactly. that will make my life better period. Yeah, yep. for sure. And some so. of that, you know, and, and even in the lives, like we were talking about a little bit earlier, even when, if, say you don't watch TV, say you really are better organized than Harold and I seem to be. <laughs> On um, some things, for sure. <laughs> if we, you can find time by, my example, making sure my keys go into my bowl when I come in the door. That right there probably saved me a half hour a week. And a lot, and a lot of aggravation too, because when you're yeah. scrambling so you for something find, like that, yeah, you can find time in in little pieces that add up into bigger pieces yep. just by like being organized, having yep. your kitchen organized, Absolutely. having your your greenhouse organized, whatever. And that's one of the things that is my personal goal this winter is mm -hmm. to have things organized in a better yep. way so that when spring and summer comes, which is my crazy busy season for work and for my homesteads, that it goes a lot smoother. It just, it's yeah, well, just a few episodes, yeah. episodes ago, we did a whole episode on that about, yeah, you know, organizing right. our homestead. And, and, and that know, right there buys you time. It's yep. little pieces of time here and there and an extra half hour a day for me. That's like half yeah. hour a day takes me to make my sourdough bread. 
But you have to set up those habits of putting those things back in those places. And and again, routine, just make it a routine. And and then maybe 66 times later, you'll just automatically do that and put it there. (laughs) Right. Maybe. Well, it takes us to habit four. And this one, you you might not think this is a habit, but it's think win-win. Okay. It's a thinking habit. Think win-win. Everybody can win. Because a lot of times when we think if we're winning, there must be a loser. Or if I'm losing, there must be a winner or whatever. But it doesn't have to be that way. You can actually think win-win. You can do things in a win-win mentality. Like I set things up to do things so that all parties involved win. I just got invited to uh, participate in a homestead bundle thing where, you know, I do I create a digital product, you know, I benefit from that. The people doing the bundle benefit from that. It's a win-win. It's a win-win that I can say yes to. I said, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's a yes thing because we all win in that, you know. Um, I'll get email subscribers, maybe a little money. They get money and they'll get email subscribers. It benefits all the parties involved. Everybody's winning on something like that, okay. And the people who actually buy the bundle or participate in the bundle, they get the education. They get the information. They win. All parties are winning. It's a good deal. Um, you can set a lot of things up like that in your life, you know, that everything is win-win. It, it I just think a lot of people have that mentality that for somebody to be, it's, what do they call that? It's a scarcity mentality, right? That there's only so much available. So if somebody's winning, somebody's losing, but that isn't necessarily the case. It doesn't have to be that way. There doesn't have to be winners and losers in the things you're doing. It could be winning, win, you know, win, win on everything. You you can do that. The rising tide raises all ships. Raises all ships. Exactly. So I think it's an important one, but I think that when I say this is a habit to develop, it's a mental habit. It's just, yeah. if you catch yourself thinking negative about these things, you flip it around and say, no, win-win. We're going to make this a win-win situation for all people. That mental battle, I think, is sometimes one of the hardest ones. Yes. Mental yes. habits are hardest are the hardest to develop, I think, too. Yeah. yeah. But this is a mindset change. This is something you got to think differently about. And, I, and I'll admit, it's one that I've struggled with before. I mean, it's easy to think that if I'm gaining, somebody else is losing. We have a Patreon thing we have set up for this podcast, right? So it's it would be easy to think, okay, someone's giving us five bucks a month to be a Patreon member. They're losing, we're winning. It's not like that. You got to think right. win-win. They get something, we get something. They get some perks for being a member. We get you know money to help create this podcast. It's a win-win. You try to create things that are, and, and try to even mentally think of them as a win-win and not think of win-lose, you know? So just... I don't know. It's a mentality thing. It's just something that it's harder to always be. So sometimes when even people hear something like that, they think, oh, you're winning, I'm losing. So it's that's something you should probably work on. If that was the first thing that popped into your mind, that when somebody's winning, you're losing. It's You really probably want to try to change that mindset because it has an effect on a lot of your life when you have that kind of a mindset. It sure does. It sure does. So. You got to just think differently about those things, you know, um, and and I think it will. It's healthier to think that way. Um, and it'll just bring you more joy to know that I don't have to be losing for you to win, you know, right. or yeah. they don't have to be losing for me to win. It'll just bring it'll bring more joy into your life to think that we can all kind of rise up together in this. So, yeah, I think yeah. it's a good habit to try to work on um, habit. Number five, seek first to understand then to be understood. And this basically just means listen before you talk. And uh, I think my my grandma always used to say, you know, God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. 
<laughs> it's a great saying. Yeah. So I'll uh, be honest, it's something I struggle with because yeah. I like I'll lose my thought and I'm afraid I'm gonna lose my thought. Her her other saying was you're an alligator. You ain't got no ears in your own mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So I, yeah, I had a couple of them from her. But uh yeah, so it's 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 it is a skill and it's a habit to develop to, yeah. to listen to people. Um uh it's different from hearing. <laughs> Hearing yes. and listening are two different things. Um, and I like how I remember from the book, uh, Stephen Covey talks about how most people listen to people, but they're only listening so they can figure out what they're going to say next. Yeah. So they're already planning on talking while you're talking and not really listening and then construct their words based on what you said then say it. Yeah. Um, will people think less of me if I say I do this? So I'm bad about this. I was that, just raising my hand so you could see me yeah, say I, I actually really struggle with this yeah, because me too. I don't know if it's the ADHD or whatever, but my thoughts will be fleeting and I will forget what I was going to say. And it may have been a valid point, but I have been working really hard on listening and not thinking while they're listening, just actually actively listening to people. I really actually struggle with it. I don't know why, but I do. Me too. Me too. And um, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. And the fact that we're both working on it probably has something to do with that we've been accused of talking over each other a lot on this podcast. And I think it's because we both do that. We both probably are thinking about what we're going to say, but it's a podcast. And, and yeah. to take a little bit of the guilt off myself, Dead air doesn't sell. <laughs> you have to be talking constantly. Right. And I don't want to have to edit out a bunch of dead air. So we do have to be thinking about what we're going to say next while someone's talking. So we don't have to. But now in everyday conversation, though, that can be a little different. You know, you can actually think and listen to somebody. And 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 for a podcast, it, it doesn't work quite as well. But just so folks know, a lot of people have mentioned that we talk over each other a lot. We are trying to do a little bit trying. better. With, you just talked but, over me. I can't believe you just did that. <laughs> I know. We also have to remember people. what I want people to understand is, you know, sometimes you have podcast personalities or online personalities that really it's solely a um, working relationship. We actually do have a friendship and we join talking. We enjoy talking to each other. We have a lot in common. So we just get excited and just ramble on. <laughs> we do. We talk. Just so folks know, we talked an hour and a half today before we started the podcast. So, I mean, right. we talk, we're having conversation, you know, yeah. and that's just what we do. I mean, we're having a, a casual conversation and you get to listen in. And sometimes that means we interrupt each other. Sometimes that means we talk over each other. We try not to do that too much, but there were a few episodes where it was happening yeah. pretty bad and we've since tried to do a little bit better i hope people are noticing that we're doing a little bit better but yes. we'll still do it on every episode a little bit and it's just it's just what we're gonna you know it's us you know and and i hope you'll tolerate it for the yeah you know yeah. if you enjoy the podcast and, and tolerate some of that it's, it's the best we can do <laughs> right yeah and i mean we do have video i'm kind of starting to raise my hand a little bit i'm trying to like if I have something to say so I don't forget it, I will write it down and wait for Harold to finish. We are we're working on it. 
I'm worse about it than you are, Rachel. I don't know about that. But <laughs> in my defense, too, I did this podcast a long time by myself without a co-host. So it's been quite an adjustment for me. <laughs> that is hard. And that is why I have not done my first podcast solo because I've tried. I have a couple of them actually outlined and I have tried a few times to start and it is hard to keep that yeah. conversation going when it's just you. And so people understand it is, it's actually harder than it. Where I'm used to doing it. So it's yeah. like hard for me to stop talking sometimes to let you talk. <laughs> right. Yeah. And anyway. I have like this very small voice, like uh, Harold is constantly asking me to put the microphone, like basically right on top of my mouth. Cause I do have a very small voice and um. Yeah, you know, so half the time he might not even be hearing me, and I'm. Over yeah, that's voice. happened. Yeah, that's happened before. Like I don't even realize you're talking unless I look at the video and then I see your mouth moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I have this really soft voice, and um, if anybody ever meets me in person, they will see, they will hear that. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, I think just in life, though, it's good to listen to people. It's good to mm-hmm. not just be a person who just always wants to be. The person with the answers, but never really want to listen to the real problem, because what you end up have, what ends up happening is like if okay, let's just for an example, I was a cancer patient, and I know what I did to fix my problem. Now, if I just assume that every person out there that's got cancer needs to do what I do, I might be really firm about just saying it like that. I don't do that. I'm very, very careful about doing that because. You're going to have to do what you feel right is right for you in your situation. And I don't tell people, you know, you want to fix your cancer. You need to go grow your own food. You need to go on a keto diet. You need to do this. You need to do that. Just like I did. It'll fix you up. I don't know your situation. Right. You can tell me your situation. I might have some words of wisdom for you. I might not. Half the time I just go, you know what? Um, listen to your doctor. If it makes you feel comfortable, do what they say. If that makes you feel comfortable, here's what I did. I don't know if it'll work for you. My situation was different, you know, where I've just met a lot of people who are just hardcore, do this, it'll fix Mm -hmm. this uh, on anything, because that's the way I did it. Everybody's situation is different. Everybody's different. And the only way you're going to know that is to listen to them and not just Mm -hmm. shout out the answers, you know, what you think the answers are. I mean, and when it comes to homesteading here, we're talking about what we're doing and what's working for us. Mm -hmm. But we're both living in the Midwest. Right now, we have winter. We might have people listening to this that live in the desert. And the way yeah. they do things are going to be very different. In a lot of ways, we got better soil than a lot of the places right. you know, that are, people yeah. are listening to us in their places. We get, and, we get yeah. rain that falls from the sky. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> and And you know what? I mean, that's why we have people on, too, to talk about their homesteads. Exactly. And what they're yeah. doing, because it's different than us. And it might work better for you than the way we're doing it. So we understand that, I think. I've I've tried to understand that from the beginning. I've tried to have a kind of this mixture of people on talking about how they're homesteading because they're not mm-hmm. doing it like I'm doing it, you know, and, and that's great. And it's not good. Boy, I'm doing it. It's definitely not going to work for everybody, you know. Yeah, yeah. we do some things different. So, yeah, you know. for sure. For sure. Yeah. So that, that's what we'll say about that. Habit number six, synergize. Together is better. <laughs> We've been big on that. We've talked a lot about community. Um, and we do think together is better. I mean, we think that working in a community, working with other people, you know, I don't want to rehash it all, but yeah. it's a habit, right? It's a habit to to 
develop that. And if you say, I mean, we talked about time a minute ago. And if time is short, you can even do some of that synergizing online. I mean, yeah. we don't ever meet in person. Right. But here we are creating that online. So we, I mean, we have that in our homestead front porch group. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't necessarily be some has to be something that you physically remove yourself from your homestead and take time to do. You can find some of that synergy online and and um and like-minded people sometimes. I mean, not yeah. that we always have to be exactly like-minded, but if you find other homesteaders, it can be encouraging, especially if you're living in say an urban or suburban setting and nobody around you is doing it. It's nice to find somebody. And I actually think it's a really good thing to find people who aren't like-minded and have conversation with them and make them part of your synergy because um, you know what, you're never going to grow or change or find something better. If it's always, if you're only hanging out with people and talking to people who do it exactly like you, there may be a better way that you're never going to discover because you never stepped out of your realm. You know, that's Uh, very true. Yeah. I've, been around people like that. I mean, I've expanded my thinking on a lot of things because Same. I was listening to a podcaster who wasn't who I may not even agreed with, but I I liked their show. You know, I liked the way they talked about things. Uh, and I started listening to him. And then after some time, I'm like, wow, that does sound like a better way to do it. And I actually found right. myself agreeing yeah. with them later, going, wow, I, you know, this is better, you know, and now I've changed that a little bit. I mean, I, I just, yeah. I do try to listen to podcasts and read blogs and even read books on things that, or even hang out with some people who aren't like me because I get opened up to some new perspectives on some things sometimes, you know, and yeah, learn some new sure. things. And sure. and I figure out like, well, maybe I was just wrong, you know, and I've discovered that many times in my life. <laughs> right. Or maybe nobody's wrong and it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're, but we're just different. You know, you know we're just different. It's just different. Yeah, and that's yeah. okay. It's okay yeah. to be you. That's right. Um, so it's, it's a simple one, but it's a habit, you know, it's a habit to, to find yourself leaning on other people or being there for other people. And, 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 ta- and I was getting ready to say, take advantage of other people. I didn't mean that. I mean, t- uh, uh, take, uh, <laughs> uh, take advantage of people. You don't want to take advantage of people, but you want to, um, take what they have to offer is what I meant to right. say. Yeah. And, and, and just use that in your life, you know, and, and have a, a synergy with things, uh, you know, permaculture. Um, nature works that way. Everything's working oh, yeah. together in a synergy. Yeah. Um, the trees and the soil and the sky and everything's just functioning together, you know, and people are all are just like that. We're part of nature, you know, and we can function together and we can work together. And 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 the 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 sum is greater than the whole. In other words, two plus yep. two may not equal four. Two plus two may equal 10 in a synergistic yeah. way. I mean, you're yeah. accomplishing so much more than just the two plus two. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know if that makes sense to everybody, but sometimes a community can accomplish, you know, five people working in community can accomplish way more than five people working individually. Oh yeah. It's exponential. It is. It is. Yeah, That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. I actually yeah. Put out an intelligent word. So there you go. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've had enough coffee to think clearly this morning. I okay. definitely have not. <laughs> Habit number seven, sharpen the saw. This is how uh, uh, Stephen Covey puts it. Sharpen the saw. It's balance. It's uh, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> what you put now. Perfect. You're focusing on the perf- perfection at this time. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, once you've worked your way through those, there's a time to be learning and just starting 
and not worry about perfection. And then there's a time to perfect the skill. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, yeah, it's, there's, yeah, there's a time when it's just great to, to bring some balance into your life, perfect the things that you're wanting to focus on the most. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a habit too, to, to, to spend time sharpening the soul or sharpening yeah. the X. It's, yeah. it's a habit to spend the time learning the skills that you want to develop. It's, you know, um, I have one daughter who got into uh, crocheting, you know, and she started out, okay. she looked like she was just tying knots and shoestrings, you know, it just looked horrible, you know, yep. and she kept at it day after day. And she had a goal. Again, she set a goal. She wanted to make a set of mittens for Christmas. Ah, This is like April. She started doing this <laughs> and she kept at it until she learned it. And then she was able to do that by Christmas yeah. and make mittens right. for people. And she just kept at it day after day after day. And she taught herself watching YouTube videos mm-hmm. and just getting the tools out and doing it until she perfected it and learned how to do it. I just thought yeah. that was great. You know, I that's thought a that's a perfect example. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was great. And you can find a skill that you want to develop and work at it and just keep at it and keep at it until you sharpen the saw till you get it the yep. way you want it to be. And balance feels great. You know, when you get to a point where you've got it, it feels good. It feels it really does. good. Yeah. And it's a good habit to, the habit is staying at the thing you want to get better at. That's the habit you're trying to develop. Yep. I think and scheduling that time to do it. And then, uh, then you're sharpening. This is the, this is the homesteading application I'm putting into it. I think if you read the book, Stephen Covey comes at it from a little bit different angle. The chapter is a little bit different than why I'm describing it. Right. But I think this application works really good in homesteading. So, and skill yeah. building and things like that. So um, that's where we're going to take it. <laughs> um, it works but i think skill building is huge i think next week we're going to have an old episode on developing some skills for beginner homesteaders we're going to talk a little bit about right. that on next week's episode yeah. um but i think making a plan to learn new skills is super important it's it is it's huge um, this year this last year my goal in 2022 was um i focused a lot on butchering um it sounds like a weird skill to have, no, I don't but think so I felt yeah. like it was really important. And so I took, I think I took three, I took three classes and helped four or five different times, different people. And um, it really, it really honed my skill, but it took, I had to take time mm-hmm. out to schedule it to, you know, I, I did all these things. And um, that was my focus this year was that. And I think going into 2023 we can all make different focuses for skills i mean and for somebody it might be crochet because i believe crochet is a homestead skill mm-hmm. for somebody it might be making bread for somebody else it might just be um eating healthier and learning better choices for for what you put on your plate and what you put on your family's plate i mean there's the yeah. sky's the limit with those skills to yep. acquire yeah. And I think, you know, again, we're going to ne- next week's episode, I think we're going to we're going to start out with the basic stuff because we're going to talk about yeah. uh, you know, skills that can you can do as the beginner homesteader right where you're at, no matter where you're at. We're going to get into that. But, you know, we're going to talk about like, you know, 12 skills, but I think 12 is a good number for anybody. If you're further along your homesteading, pick 12 skills and focus on one per month. And yeah. You'd be amazed at how good you can get at something if you just really focus on it for a month, uh, you know, and and by the end of the year, you're going to know 12 things that you right. didn't know before pretty well, you know, you, or you're going to be an expert at them. No, you're not. But there, you may pick one or two of those to become an expert in. 
know, and say, yeah. I really enjoyed that. And I, I want to go down a path where I become, uh, I want to really sharpen the saw, so to speak, again, on those two things, one thing, and make that a big part of my life and maybe even make a career out of it or something. Who knows where that'll take you? Um, but yeah, I mean, skill building is huge and habits, setting goals leads to developing habits that can lead to building skills, mm-hmm. having big skills. Who knows where that can take you? That can take you on a whole career oh, change, a whole life I know change. Several people that yeah. have made, <clears throat> I know several people that have made careers out of skills that they learned and perfected. Yeah. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to do that. With some right. things in my life, you know. So yeah, for sure. Um, we mentioned a few things in the uh, uh, in the podcast today. Some articles I put in here, um, and and Rachel as well. Uh, I how I, I mentioned earlier the sixty six days thing built a habit. Uh, the guy who wrote Atomic Habits, um, James Clear, actually has a blog, and he actually shares some of the information backed by science. How long does it actually take to form a new habit? There's an article on that. You can go read that if you find that interesting about how long it takes to develop a habit. Um, I wrote an article and done a podcast on how to homestead when you don't have time to homestead. So you can go check out that. I have a link to that in the uh, show notes as well. Mm-hmm. I, I I added um, using a bullet journal to make goals. I know it does take time to make a bullet journal, but some people enjoy that little bit of artistry and being artistic and using their hands. I mm-hmm. kind of do. Yeah. And so I linked to a Pinterest to Pinterest because there's just a ton of resources out there for making a bullet journal, but the Pinterest page I linked to is specifically about making goals. And so there's a bunch of different examples that you can use to make your bullet journal and um, acquire some skills and goals. Yeah. And you can buy a bullet journal. You mentioned that down the products. Uh, Yep. So yep. you can actually buy one. I put in there a weekly planner with a habit tracker. Uh, yeah, I don't, cool. I, I don't use that. one, but I was looking at it online. I thought it looked really, really cool. And there's some people, like we said, that's what they want. They want a journal. Right. Maybe they want to buy one that's already set up. And they're going to start filling it in. Yep. A couple, couple planners, journals you can look at there. Check out. I think they're yep. a good idea for some people, for sure. You can even use just, I mean, if you don't want to do any of that, you can just use a pad of paper. Yep. Yep. Get out the old legal pad or a notebook. Yep. And yeah, just turn it into it. I used to do for that. your phone. I used to do uh, Bible journaling like that. Like I journaled. There was one year particularly I, I said, I'm going to journal my way through all my Bible reading. So every day I would read my daily reading and then I would just share my thoughts in a journal. And I filled up and I did that on notepads. I just used notepads or the uh, spiral notebooks, you know, yep. uh, just the cheap ones. And I had few of those. I filled a few of those up over the year of just my just what. And I would just take like 15 or 20 minutes and just journal my thoughts after my daily Bible reading. And I filled several of these. I mean, they're probably back here on my bookshelf somewhere uh, that I filled up. And, you know, my kids will probably find those when I'm long gone and it might mean something to them i don't know or it they might, might yeah. or they might toss them in the trash i don't really know but you know it's just kind of it's something that some people enjoy journaling you know writing it in a like yeah. you said a notebook is fine if that's what you got yeah. and that's what you want to do um some books that mentioned again atomic habits i have a link to that in the show notes the seven habits of highly effective people i would say half the people in the world's probably read that book i don't know but yeah. it's I've been around a long time but it's still very relevant book. It's a good read. And I, I feel like it's accurate. I think the things in there can really help you. It is. Yeah. Our library and, has it on auto, auto, like you can get it an audio version. Yeah. 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 So 
that's pretty cool too. And then you added a book in here as well. I added Skip, which I think I've added before. It's a uh, you know Paul Wheaton's skills to inherit property, and the inherit property part's a little bit misleading, but it just goes through. It has like this huge list of skills to acquire that you might not think of. Um, I know for myself, 2023, one of the things I want to work on is learning, is getting better at sharpening knives and learning how to. Yeah, that's that. a great. And sharpening tools. Like you had placed a few weeks ago. Yeah, like um, the pruners and. The um, pruner sharpener. Yeah, yeah those are, yeah. that's something, I mean, I'll be honest, I rely on my husband for, I just hand it to him and say, can you sharpen, <laughs> sharpen this for this. me? <laughs> yeah. 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 And so I would like to learn to do that. Myself, well, I would say he's not around. Yeah. When it comes to like sharpening tools and stuff, I'm pretty good. But uh, when knives, I would like to get better at sharpening knives. Like I see these people yeah. that sharpen knives so good. Oh, like man. you couldn't possibly run your thumb down it or you cut yourself wide open. Uh, have you seen the videos? Cause I know you watch them on and off. Oh, why am I not thinking of his name? He's the Palmer culture guy out of from, is it Vermont? Ben Falk. Ben Falk. Have you seen his video where he sharpens his knife and then. Uh-uh. He- shaves his arm like no. you're shaving with a razor on your face yeah i like see and i'm like i, I want got, to be able to sharpen a knife like that yeah i have gotten knives that sharp before but i've had to work on them way harder i think than what some oh, people he do. did it so fast some people do it really fast and they keep knives sharp like that and i don't and um, yeah. i would like to get better at that myself i think that would be right. a good a good skill to have yeah. you know and one of the things i learned butchering this year and i've butchered a lot of things and um one of the things i learned was a sharp knife is a safe knife Yes, it so is. So that's why it's yep. on my, my skill list. Is I it's something I wanna I wanna learn how to do. Yep. But it's Skip it's a actually skill. has like this long list in there, and one of the things it talks about is using you know stones and stuff to sharpen mm-hmm. things. And yep. I, there's just a lot. It's basically a really long list of. things. It's a whole thing, skills. isn't it? Sharpening yep. knives, a whole thing. I mean, it can it is. It, with tools and how to do it and proper motions and all the things and and the angle. It's definitely and, a skill. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, a skill to develop so. for sure. So, yep. Well, there's some uh, there's some books you can check out, uh, some products, some articles for some further study on the topic. But uh, hopefully, it's been helpful, and hopefully, um, it'll just get you thinking about as the new year rings in, what kind of changes are you going to make in your life? I think nobody's living. I don't think anybody's living their life perfectly and they think there's nothing they can change. We all have little things maybe we want to change or get better at or just whatever, maybe a new skills develop or whatever, but hopefully it gets you thinking about that. You know, I'm not, I don't like to use the word new year's resolution so much as I just think about habits, you know, and, and doing better. You know, I just try to do a little bit better every year and Mm -hmm. I don't try to set any goals so big that they can't be achieved. But I do set lofty goals sometimes, you know, I mean, sometimes they're, you know, they're, they're, I notice that I'm having to work to achieve them. Let's put it that way. And they're not just, you know, fly by night, you know, things, because I think they need to be somewhat lofty for you to put any effort into them. Um, But make sure they're achievable, you know, Um, and when you set a goal, the way you can really figure out if that's achievable or not is to think, okay, what are the habits I would have to develop and what kind of time and consistency would I have to put into that to accomplish that goal and then break it down into a daily or weekly thing. And then you're like, Oh, is that even doable? You know? So, and then 
try to make it happen. Lift that kettlebell every day till you can yeah, stretch you your granddaughter out. You go video. watch that video. It's going to be in the show notes. Go watch it because um, it, it will inspiring. It will really make you think about end goals, you know, and what you have to do to accomplish that goal. And I thought, wow, what a timely video for what we were talking about today. So That's yeah, perfect. go watch that. Yeah. Go watch that. Or just follow Rachel. She'll probably share it on her Facebook. <laughs> I did share it on my Facebook. There you go. So all well, right. I should put it over on my rewilder. You should. Like, you should move it over uh, in case some people just want to go to your yeah, Facebook and watch it because it's there too. But the yeah. YouTube version of it is in the show notes if you want to go I watch it there. That. So, well, folks, we're glad you joined us today. And until the next episode, happy homesteading and God bless. And grow where you're planted. Looking around, I find the sea. I think I need a change. The rat race I wanna flee, my world I'll rearrange. I'm getting back to the roots of how it's meant to be. Growing gardens, picking fruit, racing livestock, living free. It's a Like grandma did, sitting on her front porch, hunting and fishing like a kid. Once you've done all of your chores, it's a Today